0: Good afternoon. Uh, As the co-director of CARTA, I've taken the liberty of attaching a small additional item to the program. But as you see, it is relevant. And this is the Museum of Comparative Anthropogeny. Anthropogeny, as you've heard, is the investigation of the origin of humans. Now, a transdisciplinary approach to anthropogeny needs to take into account that uh, we have our closest uh, evolutionary relatives, the great apes, with whom we share a common ancestor, and that we need to take fossil and archaeological data to consider how these uh, groups separated. And meanwhile, of course, take into account physical, biological, and cultural environment and their impact on these species. Of course, within each species, we need to consider the ontogeny of the individual from infant to adult, and the interactions of uh, various parties together. But last but not least, of course, we need to compare things. We need to compare humans with great apes, and great apes with primates and with other animals. And this is where MOCA comes in, the Museum of Comparative Anthropogeny. And this is a project that uh, people involved in CARTA have been working on for more than 10 years, and it's quite incomplete, but we decided to just release it. Uh, As they say, If you love something, let it go. (laughs) So if you want to find MOCA, actually, it's quite easy. Just uh, type in MOCA CARTA into Google, and you'll get it. And here it is. Going off screen here. Uh, The Museum of Comparative Anthropogeny is a collection of comparative information regarding humans and our closest evolutionary relatives with an emphasis on uniquely human features. Comparison of these non-human hominids with humans is difficult because so little is known about their phenotypic features, and in contrast to humans, and ethical, physical, and practical issues limit the collection of further information. So MOCA simply attempts to collect existing information about human-specific differences from these great apes currently scattered in the literature. It's felt that having this information in one location could lead to new insights and multidisciplinary interactions and to ethically sound studies to explain these differences. So MOCA is organized by domains, with each grouping representing areas of interest in scientific discipline, and each topic entry will eventually cover existing information about a particular difference, alleged or documented, between humans and these non-human hominids. Well, there are many frequently asked questions about MOCA, and I'll just address a couple of them. Uh, What are the criteria for including a topic in MOCA? Well, basically, a known, apparent, or claimed human-specific difference from other hominids, the so-called great apes, with an emphasis on human uniqueness, because that's the question, such topics can range from molecular to organismal to societal. And the difference in question Uh, does not have to be universal to all humans, but as Don Brown said, it needs to be universal to human populations. And in deciding whether a topic should be included, uh, the MOCA editors also consider whether the topic might be relevant to understanding human origins. Let's go back to the fact there, and the final issue I'll address is, uh, why is MOCA called a museum and not an encyclopedia or a database? This is because MOCA is not targeted at experts, but rather aims to communicate basic information to scientists in many disciplines and to other interested readers. So MOCA also includes topics for which popular wisdom about claimed or assumed differences is not entirely correct. So for all these reasons, MOCA is called a museum, and it's not an encyclopedia or database. So like a museum, it is meant to be an inviting place for people to browse and think perhaps provoking further discussion or research or providing feedback. So with that uh, very general introduction to Mocha, I'll invite uh, Pascal Gagneau to just give a small
1: tour of just a couple of examples. Good afternoon. It's, it is my pleasure to give you a brief panoramic view of Mocha. You, as you've heard, um, As Ajit Varki mentioned, uh, we have organized over 500 topics into currently 24 domains of knowledge, which include uh, mental disease, anatomy and biomechanics, general life history, genomics, pharmacology, ecology, skin biology, communication, reproductive biology, social organization, genetics, nutrition, organ physiology, medical disease, Neuroscience, immunology, development, dental biology, pathology, cognition, endocrinology, cell biology and biochemistry, behavior, and today's uh, symposium topic, culture. Let's go and visit uh, culture. So we return to the MOCA main site. We visit the domains and we can choose the domain culture with a long list of topics, That uh, each topic representing a a confirmed or alleged difference of uh, unique human traits. Uh, It's about that time of the day, five o'clock-ish, let's go and visit cuisine. Uh, Each topic is uh, is cross-listed, so we can go from the the domain culture, the topic cuisine, to a related topic, anti-nutrients under nutrition. And of course, you've heard today from Don Brown uh, the importance of fire in a facilitator, indirect facilitator of cultural change and cultural transmission. So a lot of what humans do to get rid of anti-nutrients has to do with cooking and changing, denaturing proteins and so forth. That is done by the use of fire, which is cross-listed here, and takes us back to the domain culture. Uh, here is the entry for fire. You'll notice two things. In this case, the uh, Mocha topic author is an anonymous author, and the other thing you may have noticed is that we have been using different fonts for these different topics. What is this about? We can go back to the Mocha frequently asked questions, First, let's address the three-font system. The idea is to dramatically cut back on the, the need for qualifiers by using three fonts that indicate the level of certainty of each statement. In bold font, we have statements that are generally true based on current, current information. In, uh, in plain font, we have statements that are likely based on uh, available information. And in smaller, courier font, we have explicit speculation. So an example would be that we humans shared a common ancestor with chimpanzees and bonobos, who are our closest living relatives. This common ancestor likely existed six to seven million years ago. It is unclear, however, uh, whether the common ancestor was more similar to a chimpanzee or a bonobo, or equally different from both, as uh, the recent description of uh, Ardipithecus ramidus tends to suggest. Finally, the question of the anonymous author. Why is it that some topics are are, um, entered by an anonymous author? Uh, Given the right range of topics, uh, it will take some time to engage the best experts to write each topic. So several of the topics have been written by current Mocha editors uh, with some knowledge of the subject and that's why they remain anonymous.
0: <laughs>
1: you can, by the way, uh, send feedback to each topic. You need to register on the site for that. Finally, uh, when is Mocha going to be completed? By definition, Mocha is a perpetual work in progress. New information, new topics, possibly new domain, will need to be added as these get discovered. And I'd like to end by uh, once again thanking uh, our sponsors, the Mathers Foundation of New York and Annette C. Merle-Smith. I'd like also to thank all the Mocha leaders, the topic authors and the editors, a large group of people that have contributed to this initial uh, compilation that I think is, is unique and will hopefully trigger much interest, much feedback uh, from all over the world. This would have been impossible without uh, John Moreland and Chaitan Baru of the San Diego Supercomputer Center and CalIT2, that are essentially the brains behind uh, uh, this website, and of course without the Carter team, uh, Linda Carlson and Amy Patterson, who made all this possible. So thank you very much, and thank the speakers very much. I think, uh, Margaret, will you have... Uh,
2: So I just wanted to thank all the speakers who came today and gave us such a stimulating series of talks. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed them. Uh, I'd also like to end by thanking UCSD-TV for the work they did here today and the Salk Institute Media Services and Events Office, which also helped to publicize today's event and also has supported us throughout. I'd like to just end by saying that um, I want to publicize our upcoming events. We have one coming in March on the evolution of human biodiversity, and Pascal Gagneau, who was just speaking, will be organizing that. And in early October, we will have one called Early Hominids, and that is actually organized by Tim White, who has just recently made... uh, the uh, media blitz uh, was even on Jim Lara last night with Artipithecus, and his subtitle is going to be Locomotion, and um, we will look forward to that. I think he'll be talking about many aspects of this early hominid. So thank you all for coming, and we look forward to seeing you at future events.